This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We're broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. This is your Wednesday newscast. We are not doing a show Friday, which means we're doing the garbage can on tomorrow's show, subscriber-only show, which means if you're a subscriber, it's time to get your garbage can nominees in right now over at patreon.com slash district sentinel a lot of choices this week Uh, i have a feeling hillary clinton will be leading a lot of the garbage candidates but uh houston astros have been nominated hillary clinton nomination we're just rolling back the years reliving reliving the glory years here nominating hillary clinton yeah those old days when uh, we first started the garbage can hillary clinton constantly found herself uh, as a garbage candidate so it's good to be good to be back in the old days adam parkamenko has also been nominated uh, Lori lightfoot the chicago mayor Ooh. so also get your honor can nominations and we don't only talk shit about people on the garbage can show we also honor people with the honor can. All right, let's get right to it today. It's Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. Here's the news. It is Fuckerberg Day, folks. Fuckabees. <laughs> Fuckabees. People are going to think this is a Mike Huckabee segment. <laughs> Have you seen I Heart Huckabees? Uh, uh, I have, but it was a long time ago, and I was probably very stoned. Anyway, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg testified today before the House Financial Services Committee about the possibility of Facebook launching its own currency. Chair Maxine Waters... Launch it into the sun. (laughs) Chair Maxine Waters opened by noting Facebook's woeful record on privacy and content control, its third-of-the-world user base, and remarked how the currency proposal has renewed calls to break up Facebook. Meanwhile, ranking Republican Patrick McHenry intoned that Democrats were attacking the very idea of innovation, invoking old-school rules that were designed to hold back early automobiles out of concern for horse-drawn buggies. Weird that McHenry brought up this quirky anecdote instead of the history of the railroad in the United States. Can't imagine why he wouldn't want to talk about the history of the railroad in the United States in front of billionaire fucking dirtbag Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, pa- Patrick McHenry, who we featured on the show yesterday, filling up his diaper, <laughs> uh, complaining about decorum in the House when Ben Carson was insulted. <laughs> well, fortunately, not all Republicans took such a flippant line of inquiry, uh, though some did ask some very embarrassing questions or had uh, a very embarrassing line of inquiry, uh, uh, statements, whatever, not even really questions. I don't know. We'll get to that in a second. First, let's start with how Zuckerberg himself started by talking about the masses of people who can't afford bank accounts, the same sort of people who are targeted by payday lenders. Not ominous at all. Anyway, here is a clip from that. As we sit here, There are more than a billion people around the world who don't have access to a bank account, but could through mobile phones if the right system existed. And that includes more than 14 million people right here in the US. Being shut out of the financial system has real consequences for people's lives. And it's often the most disadvantaged people who pay the highest price. This uh, reminds me of the rhetoric that all sorts of dipshits in Congress use to defend payday lenders. We're going to have Facebook banking before postal banking, and I want to go 
walk into traffic. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. The old walking into traffic, again, makes an appearance on the show. Uh, he later talks about how Facebook is trying to create payment services. So it's not really clear if he wants to, if he has the aura of a payday lender or just a servicer of global payday loads, but he sure does have the aura of a loan shark. You gotta, you gotta admit that Zuckerberg. Well, Zuckerberg himself doesn't really have that aura, but he's trying to project it. I guess. Sure. No. That. Well. He, he, I'd like to see Zuckerberg try and get any money. Walk up to me to try and get any money. <laughs> like fuck you, nerd. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, it's hard to peg exactly what Zuck is trying to do through his project. Libra has been described as a cryptocurrency. Uh, the Facebook CEO said, as I noted, it's actually a payment service. He was asked today by Republican Steve Stivers, why not just use an existing currency? Zuck said his company is global in nature. Fortunately for skeptics, this initiative could fall apart without any action by regulators or Congress. As we have noted before on the show, Facebook is trying to create an independent association to launch the Libra and that PayPal has already left the group. Well, since then, other firms have followed suit, eBay, Visa, and MasterCard among them. And here is Missouri Republican Anna Wagner asking about this. Scores of, of stable partners have dropped out. Why? Well, Congresswoman, I think you, you'd have to ask them specifically for Why for do their... you think they dropped out? Uh, I, I think because it's a, it's a risky project and I think that there's been a lot of scrutiny. Yes, it's a risky project. So if Ann Wagner is skeptical of a corporate project... Chances are it's yeah, awful because she is usually one of the most pro-corporate dipshits on that committee. True. <laughs> but as promised, some Republicans did live up to their brand name. Listen to Florida's Bill Posey indulge in anti-vax propaganda. <laughs> uh, in April, I wrote you that I was disappointed that Facebook would consider restricting free speech rights to communicate the risk associated with vaccinations. Uh, <laughs> I support vaccinations of children and adults but I also support open and frank communication of the risk of vaccination. Every person should make vaccination decisions with full information. Isn't the whole uh, point April, of this is that, no, actually, you don't get to make decisions about vaccination because your decision, if you were allowed to make it, would impact other people. And we're seeing this all over the country with kids getting diseases that we haven't seen in fucking scores of years. It's incredible how often anti-vaxxer stuff comes up in congressional hearings. It's, like every few months, one of these yahoos bring it up in a congressional hearing, even when the topic has nothing to do when the stated topic of a hearing has nothing to do with <laughs> vaccinations or healthcare or anything like that. These guys try to wedge it in all the time. Yeah. And uh, another Republican, Kentucky's Andy Barr, praised Zuckerberg for actually refusing to play content moderator, but in another area on political ads, and Barr said that Democrats who are calling for this uh, hands-on approach on disinformation in political ads are actually being anti-free speech. But as Zuck also admitted to Maxine Waters, Facebook, it has fact-checking for non-political ads. Political speech is some of the most scrutinized speech already in the world. Do you um, fact-check on any ads at all? Uh, yes. <laughs> finally let's jump to the end if of the we ran an ad it would be fact checked taken down 
And and I, I wonder, by the way, if Posey... But if I'm Ted Cruz doing the same thing, it's okay. I wonder, by the way, if Posey uh, paid attention to this, because if he wants anti-vax uh, content on Facebook, I guess he can just... Do fucking, it himself. <laughs> well, yeah, do it himself. Design it as a political ad, because you can't censor political ads. That's, that's speech. Well, or can you? Because let's jump to the end of the hearing when Zuck said that actually there is some fact-checking on political ads, sort of, in a very specific context. Here he is responding to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Under your policy, you know, using census data as well, could I pay to target predominantly black zip codes and advertise them the incorrect election date? No, Congresswoman, you couldn't. We, we have, even for these policies around the newsworthiness of, of mm -hmm. content that politicians say and the general principle that I believe that... But you said you're not going to fact check my we, ads. We have, if, if, uh, if anyone, including a politician, is saying things that uh, can cause, that is calling for violence or uh, could risk imminent physical harm or voter or census suppression mm -hmm. when we roll out the census suppression policy, um, we will take that content down. So... We'll take it down. Take it down. So... He doesn't really seem to understand the implications of of policies, of his company's policies, of what his company is doing, or or what his the the full implications of his payment services slash cryptocurrency slash currency slash bank whatever it is. He wasn't programmed well before they he, sent him before the hearing today. So basically, I think the takeaway of this: who in their right mind would trust this guy? to unleash a, a market-creating, fucking innovative, whatever, cryptocurrency, unleash it on 2.7 billion people. I don't trust him. If you go in to a congressional hearing to talk about this project, and then you end up having to talk about fucking how your platform is just, uh, you know, allows disinformation to spread like wild, wildfire... And then you even have trouble answering questions about your own policy on that. I don't know, dude. I think I think this currency this currency's got to go. Yeah, it's got to go. In other news, AOC opened her DMs last night to prepare for the hearing. <laughs> Good luck to the congresswoman on leaving thousands of group chats one by one. I'm actually disappointed with all of you on Twitter. You couldn't help yourselves. <laughs> this is a congresswoman. Asking for help with questions, and you all can't control your fucking selves. <laughs> Moving on. That Randy G-Dub tweet is too much. <laughs> There's more spectacle on Capitol Hill. This occurring on the House side, where the Democrats' impeachment investigation was derailed by Republicans, literally occupying the hearing room. Dozens of Republicans rushed the skiff, the secure room where impeachment witnesses are being deposed, in order to stop the proceedings... They brought with them cell phones and other electronics, which are strictly prohibited within the skiff, thus forcing a full security sweep of the room to make sure no listening devices were hidden. The standoff lasted for hours on Wednesday. It might still be ongoing. Last I checked, Republicans were eating pizza in the skiff, uh, forcing the delay of witness testimony. Uh, at times, it, it got pretty ugly in this confrontation. According to Politico, Republican Representative Bradley Byrne got in the faces of members and shouted at them. Rep. Debbie Wasserman Schultz described the scene thusly, quote, they basically ran over a member of staff to get in the room. They just came into the room and started shouting about the president. 
Literally, some of them were just screaming, saying that the process is wrong. The source told CNN that it was the closest thing they've seen to mass civil unrest within Congress, which means we almost got a fistfight in Congress like we see in Ukraine and shit. <laughs> of course, this would have happened in the skiff, so we wouldn't have been able to see video of it, unfortunately. But uh, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure some of the Republicans would have pulled out yeah, their phone, they, their they, they iPhone their camera. Phones. They, they did, did have them with them. In there. That'd be great. That is what America needs right now is a, is a fistfight in Congress to go viral all around the world video of it that would be tight all right so uh all of these only if they're dropping bows on (laughs) on i'd like to see louis gomer get hit with a chair um the republican antics come one day after a fairly compelling hearing featuring testimony against the president on tuesday career diplomat william taylor told impeachment investigators that he had uncovered the quid pro quo with regard to ukrainian security assistance and how it was conditioned on political help for president trump he also contradicted testimony from eu ambassador gordon sondland who tried to cover his own ass and protect the president in testimony a few weeks ago Democrats said they'll now call Sondland back to testify. A reminder that Sondland was a donor to the Trump campaign and yeah. thusly, a hotel got, guy thusly got his position. Got a cut a million dollar check to the inauguration committee and got his ambassador gig. From one hotel dipshit to another. Right. Taylor also laid out what he saw as two channels of communication on Ukraine, one regular one at the State Department and another, quote, highly irregular one involving Rudy Giuliani. Democrats described the testimony as the most damning to date against the president. And based on the Republicans' reactions to the impeachment investigation today, they're clearly not worried at all (laughs) by what was revealed. Not worried at all, though I do recommend Democrats in the future Take some plays out of this playbook that Republicans are are putting out there. Nothing wrong with shutting things down with a little civil disobedience. Yeah, just thinking about dozens of Democrats uh, gumming gumming up the works in a skiff while uh, the Bush administration was trying to rush to war in Iraq. Obviously, that would never happen because Democrats were right there with the Bush administration. Almost every single one uh, of them. Rushing to war in Iraq. Who is going to play, I just thought of this, who is going to play Rudy Giuliani in the movie, huh? Paul Giamatti. I think you nailed it. I have to uh, I'd have to Google some clips. I uh, came to awakening last night that when Joe Biden is played in a movie in the future, it will be Mel Gibson. You might not see it now, but if you if you think about it, it all makes sense. You won't be able to unsee it. Someone has already played Joe Biden in that HBO uh, series. That's true. Yeah, I think uh, Greg Kinnear did. Finally, today, if you listen to the show often, you see a common theme from Trump's executive appointees. Since they all hail from the private sector, they're tied up by all sorts of conflicts of interest and often have to recuse themselves from much of the work they're supposed to do. That's actually the best case scenario. Often they just engage in that work anyway, despite the conflicts of interest. Well, we've got another one for you. Oversight Group Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility, or PEER, flagged EPA Region 1 Administrator Dennis Diesel. EPA's Region 1 covers Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and, and 10 tribal nations. And here's the thing about Diesel. Before he was appointed to his EPA gig in August, he was working as the Director of Federal Government Affairs at fucking Dow Chemical. Dow Chemical, one of the largest chemical companies in the world. Dow Chemical 
which provides most of the work the EPA now has to do. <laughs> Dow and its subsidiaries are responsible for 238 Superfund sites across the country. That's nearly a fifth of the massive environmental disasters the EPA is trying to clean up. Now, ethics rules prohibit Diesel from doing any work related to his former employers, and since his former employer is Dow, that's much of the work that needs to be done. Pierre obtained recusal notices showing that Diesel has to remove himself from decisions related to, quote, 21 active Superfund sites, nearly one-fifth of the 123 total Superfund sites in New England, in addition to other toxic cleanup sites and any toxic issues arising from 14 chemical companies, including Union Carbide, General Latex, and Polycarb. The fox is guarding the hen house. Oh, the, the three-headed fox because it has mutated from years of exposure to chemical plants. Piers New England director Kyla Bennett noted the irony here in a press release saying, quote, It is beyond ironic that the experience supposedly qualifying Dennis Diesel to work at EPA disqualifies him for ethical reasons, end quote. The oversight group cited Diesel's previous Twitter bio as a reason for concern. It read, quote, U.S. government affairs lobbyist and proud member of the Dow chemical family. Imagine describing yourself that way. What kind of ghoul do you have to be to brag about how you're a member of the Dow Chemical family? Listen, if you are a member of the Dow Chemical family, chances are you have like three dicks or something. <laughs> so, hey, ladies. Maybe that's why. He's Fred. Let's end the show. All right. We're going to end the newscast right there. Before we go, we've got one haiku to read for our new subscribers on Patreon. This goes out to Eric. A wash in red ink. Not losing money at all, just a broken pen. Thank you, Eric. Sorry. It's okay. I was going to say thank you, Eric, but you took care of it. I'll repeat it with thank you, Eric. And thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Now is a great time to sign up because the subscriber garbage can show is tomorrow and it's featuring a new edition of Chip Chat. Chip Gibbons has released an exhaustive new report on how the FBI is abusing the First Amendment. We go through it. You don't want to miss it. Subscribe at patreon.com slash district sentinel. Non-subscribers, we're back next week. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be.